Welcome back to Bear With Me. The Boston Bruins are 6-0-0. I think that's first place, right? Is that first? Rob? It is first not. In the Atlantic? It is first in the Atlantic, uh, but your Vegas Golden Knights are 7-0-0. Well, they are first in the Atlantic. They are first in the East. They are tied in winning percentage for the top spot in the National Hockey League. Never get tired of saying that. My name is Joey Caponi. That's Rob Tachi. Rob, how you doing, buddy? That's a little long-winded, the intro. But how That's are you fine. Doing? I'm doing well. I'm doing very well. There's a lot of a lot of things to be happy about in the Bruins fandom right now. There sure is, dude. There sure is. Um, now, hand up on both of our parts. I'm putting my hand up for you. We didn't think they were going to come back from this road trip 6-0. and No, we we very much were like, yeah, they'll go. What did we say? I think we said 2-1, and one, forgetting it was a four-game road trip. Or we thought we'd be back after the third game. That's what it was. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So we were a little humble about it. We were like, they'll do better than, like, you know, they'll be 2-1, two 2-1. And one, two and one, that's respectful. And then Boston was like, yeah, but we don't want to lose. So we're not going to. That's so. a good spin to put on it. We were being modest, dude. Yeah. No, you don't want to get, you know, you don't want to get a little too arrogant about it. Be like, oh, never fucking they're not losing, obviously. The Kings, the Kings before the game had me, I don't want to say worried, but I was like, well, that would be the game. So if they were going to lose any game on this whole road trip, it was going to be the Kings game. And they didn't. They didn't even kind of lose that game. No, they won that game, dude. Kind of uh, kind of definitively. Okay, so here's the thing, folks, for those of you at home. We got four games to talk about. And it's been a little bit since the first of these games. So, but there are thoughts that we want to get out. So I think we're going to go game by game. We're not going to go super in-depth, blow by blow, shot by shot here. But there's stuff to take away from each of these games. So we're looking at this road trip as a whole. I know it's been a little bit, but I think it's worth looking into the entirety of this trip uh, while it is as fresh as it's ever going to be. Am I right, Rob? Am I right, dude? You are correct, sir. All right, dude. Let's start with the Sharks game. Everyone's looking to talk about it. Everyone's on the edge of their seat. They're like, what are they going to say about the Sharks? What are they going to say about the Sharks? First thing, Jim Montgomery played for the Sharks? I was my first note, too. What I was the like, hell is that? I dude, I you forget that they were hockey players. It's yep. like when you watch clips of like them at practice and when the coach is skating, you're like, what? Yeah. What? Yeah. Why aren't they wearing a suit? <laughs> I don't understand. Like, I mean, I knew him as, you know, a humane legend, but yeah, I just never think of Jim Montgomery, the NHLer. Joe, who else played it at Humane at that time? What other what other big name? Was there one? It's not a guy oh. we would talk about much. Not you and I. Not on this you mean, show. You mean Nashville Predators legend Paul Correa? That's what it was. That's, That's the man. who you're talking about? The unofficial always sponsor. always bringing him up, dude. The unofficial sponsor of Bear With Me, Paul Correa. <laughs> he pays me directly just to keep his name. <laughs> I'm going to reach just out to him. See how floating in the hockey that. ethos. Oh, my God, dude. Talk about one person I could never interview. Uh, I'll interview. I'll do the interviewing, and I'll just be really disinterested. And then you have to let me <laughs> say it. Like, um, hot. You played hockey, right? So oh, you that's played. Cool. That's pretty cool. Were you good? Were you, nice. Were you good? I mean, it's just what's important is you get to tell your kids you were in the league for a bit. That's nice. Oh, you know Montgomery. That must be cool for you. Like, do you get to like do you, like tell people that when you go up? Be like, yeah, I actually know that guy. I actually want to look what years, um, Montgomery was on the Sharks because there were a couple of fellas 
on the sharks in that era that he might have um, crossed over with. And I want to see for Tim myself. Tim Montgomery ever have hair? Um, no. Okay, good. I, it's better for me that he doesn't. It just I'm makes looking at sense. his picture from the Flyers, and he's like, you know, 29, and he's bald. It's like that photo of Brett Connolly where he's like 31, but he looks like he's dead. <laughs> like it's what. <laughs> It's the worst anybody has ever looked. Like it's, I don't think I know that picture. Oh, dude, it's so bad. I gotta find it and send it to you right now. It's unbelievably bad. All right. So okay. for anyone who's really on the edge of their seat about this, he played one year in San Jose. Uh, he played 28 games. Uh, aside from his rookie year, was the most games of any year he had in the National Hockey League. Now I want to see the roster because it was 2000, 2001 San Jose Sharks, and this might be. This team that I'm, yes, it is. Yes, it is. He played what? with Marco Sturm. Oh, okay. All right. Tamu Solani. Oh, shit. All right. Owen no, Nolan. You lost me. Wow. That is, uh, that is exactly what I wanted to see. And Evgeny Nabokov and Mika Kippersoff in net. That is exactly the team that I thought it was. That is great. Shout out Jim Montgomery for playing 22 years ago in San Jose. Um, now, these are the real important things. One, Jim Montgomery played for them. Two, I hate those all teals. That was my first thought of this game, too. The all teals, the teal pants are just They're not great. Absolutely horrific. Um, now, going into the road trip, we talked about how Brad Marchand kind of loves to beat up on the Kings, right? And we'll get to that. We'll get to it. Oh, we'll oh yeah. To- don't oh, worry, yeah. we'll get to it. Oh, I, I insist. Well, what you Thanks. might not know is that after after Marshy scored um, in this game, he had that beautiful wrister, top shelf, uh, high slot, top of the circle. Uh, the um, Sharks broadcast said, like, oh, he, he's been known to really give it to the Sharks. So I looked it up. 21 points in 20 games against the Sharks. This is Marshan. That's Marshawn. Marshawn? Brad Marshawn. I've decided I'm going to call him that now. I don't like that. But yeah, a little over a point a game against the Sharks. So he just hates the West Coast. He really does. Yeah, because yeah, he has 25 points in 21 games against the Kings, which is like only a little bit better. Yeah. And you think of the Kings as being the team that he, you know, pummels the Sharks. Yeah. Team. Sharks. I too. love that. I love that. That makes me happy. And it's not just that, like, I don't know. It's, I guess it makes a little bit more sense because the Sharks have kind of been butt for a, at least a little bit. But, I mean, for a lot of his career, the Sharks were pretty good. So, he's just not a fan of, of the West Coast. And he reminded them this game. Sure did. Uh, he almost reminded them twice because that shorthanded breakaway, I mean, that's one of those, like, you just you count it before it's, even in the zone, it's like, okay, yeah, it's Marshy shorthanded on a breakaway. Like, this one's over. Um, did not go that way. But That's the one where he went backhand, right? Yeah. Or he tried to go five hole, but he was, the goalie was wise to it. Yes. Uh, goalie, was not wise to the dumbest goal I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> the Boston the Boston. goal. Yeah. Dude. Dude, that's like Kucherov's no move goal turned up another level but yet turned down at the same time because there's no replicating that that will not happen again probably at least it's not just the dumbest thing i've ever seen 
You're like, oh, that I went was in. mad about okay. it. Okay. Like, <laughs> I saw it go in. I was like, come on. <laughs> we have, we Don't count that. that. We, that's the that was the game winning goal, by the way. If you <laughs> if you were on the pond and oh, that no, happened, it I'm sorry, JVR's was yes. If you were in a beer league and that happened, the goalie would be like, "Come on, don't count that. Come on, no, 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 no. I couldn't. No, like, come on. What am I, What am I supposed to do? This is absolutely ridiculous. I hope that makes every David Pasternak highlight reel for the rest of his career. I hope that leads off the video. It should be. It should be so, the beginning, middle, and end. It's like when Smash Mouth used to do concerts. R.I.P. They would open, close, and encore with All Star. That's just knowing your audience. All I'm asking is the Bruins social team know their audience. Put that goal everywhere. I want to see that over and over again. Uh, one thing. Now, I don't want to spend too much time in the Sharks game. We can move along because there's other stuff going on in these other games that are a little bit more pertinent, a little bit more relevant because some time has gone by now. But uh, one thing I did notice that I wanted to point out in this game is Shattenkirk's involvement in the Ozone, dude. I love that. He's pinching real low. He's got a, that strong cross-ice pass we've talked about a lot. He might not be the fastest guy. a little tough for him to get back on D. But I like that a lot from him. I like any defenseman getting involved in the offense. Something about Shattenkirk, though. I just feel like he's uh, he's just able to overpower anybody in terms of like a one-on-one half-wall battle or you know finding a, a seam pass. He's strong, dude. I like him getting involved down there. Yeah, we talked about this a bit where I had not been aware that Shattenkirk was more of an offensively minded defenseman. And ever since that was pointed out to me uh, and keeping an eye out for it, man, yeah, he is like, like you said, like very, very good at pinching. I will have a note later where his pinch was unsuccessful and that led to a goal, but that's just kind of nitpicking. Um, but no, I've been very happy with him. There's been like a few guys, like I think at the end of our recap, we can talk about. Um, guys that we're liking what we were seeing and guys that we want to see more from, but he's definitely uh, been on the better side for me lately. No, I totally agree with you. All right. Let's also along. Yes, yeah, yeah. One, one last thing. I watching the recap for this game. Um, they just skipped the second goal. They did. They, I was like, I, I saw it go up three, one, I was, or three, nothing. I was like, what? Like, did I skip past it? And all the comments are like, great job guys. Excellent. Four like, goals. They don't and you got show. Three of them. They don't show fights. They don't show controversial penalties. They don't show big hits. They like, don't show all the goals. Like what? They don't even show all the goals. They're just awful. They're awful, awful, awful at it. And I can say my job is editing sports videos. Has been for a long time. So I can say that in my heart without feeling any kind of guilt or like not knowledge of of how they do it. I'm aware of how you do it. Do a better job of it. It's not good at all. It's like you could have a game with 10 fights and you know a brawl that breaks into the crowd and you watch the nhl recap you would never know you'd be like oh they won 3-1 and i saw almost every goal they'll like put a video of somebody shooting it wide on the power play yeah it's insane absolutely insane okay let's you move along to the king's game no, I'm, because... not I'm not done oh, yet, oh you want to talk about the sharks a little bit more let's well, talk about the sharks marco sturm <laughs> you know they they haven't won yet no, they're oh five and one. I'm like, that's, that's uh, I'm like, brutal. they have one point. And I was like, but who have they been playing? Listen to this fucking lineup to start the season. Oh, no. Vegas, Colorado, Carolina, <laughs> Boston, Nashville, Florida. Fuck and off. then and they're playing Tampa next. Are they ever going to win? Do they play I don't any? Think they are like, I don't think you 
I think they're just doomed to not win a game this season. And then they, <laughs> they Tampa, and then they play Carolina again. And then they play the 89 Oilers. Yeah. And then they... <laughs> wow. Wayne, Wayne Gretzky himself. That wow, is that's fun. tough. That's tough. Uh, the other the flip side of that is a lot of people, and by a lot of people, I mean um, Felger and Maz, uh, really hitting hard that the Bruins are successful because they're playing really bad teams, which, like, yeah, I, I don't entirely disagree. Like, this has not been Boston's best play by any it's a rate. great like, way to start the, the season. I'd take that 10 times out of 10. Oh, you yeah. I'm thankful about it. You know what I mean? It's I'm like, not what? upset about it, but, yeah, like, you be stoked. I also like am still looking forward to like a real challenge or like a better challenge. Like when they played Detroit, dude, have you noticed Detroit this season? I've seen their numbers. I haven't watched them, but I've seen They're their numbers. Crazy. Like they have 34 goals already. Also They're the averaging Bru- eight goals a game. The Bruins are also leading the league in fewest goals allowed at seven. The next lowest is 11. Well, you know, dude, I'll tell or you 13. Yeah. Not to skip all the way to the end here, but Swayman and Olmark have each played in three games. Swayman has a one three four, and Olmark has a one zero. <laughs> and um, Swayman's rocking a nine fifty seven save percentage. Olmark's got a nine sixty eight. So yeah, I I believe that they are lowest in goals allowed. That makes a whole lot of sense. I think I have it as nine sixty two for Olmark and nine fifty seven for Sway. You have 962? I do. And by I, I mean ESPN.com. Well. But what do they, they know? know? But what are they, what they know? know? Worldwide leader in sports. <laughs> My ass. Are you done talking oh, about the Sharks yet? Am I? Uh, yes. You guys no. remember three weeks ago? You guys remember <laughs> Labor Day when they played the Sharks? What preseason uh-huh. game do you want to cover now? All of them. Okay. So the, the second biggest news out of this road trip. Mm-hmm. comes pre-Kings game. And it's that I believe it's the second biggest. Do you disagree? I don't remember what this is. Jake DeBrusque. Oh, yes. Yeah, this was Jake Kings. DeBrusque yeah, yeah, yeah. benched for the Kings game. Late to a team meeting. Shades of Tyler Sagan. Trade him. Just kidding. Don't please, for the love of God, don't trade Jake. We've already been It was so, yeah. Thing. I mean, they're, they're both young and handsome. And, or, well, Sagan used to be young still handsome uh so i mean it makes more sense handsome if anything he almost yeah yeah I think he did the that beard. just kind of happens to men in their 30s we can do it we can do a whole segment on that at some point i'm sure uh both handsome obviously what was i saying now i'm lost in their eyes uh so the comparisons make sense why why you'd bring those two guys together uh and late to a team meeting obviously it's like a headline it's like a ptsd headline that's like what I, it was i meant to tweet you ever do the thing where like you think of a good tweet but it's way too late oh yeah that's yeah i was i was gonna tweet the late just the quotes late to a team meeting and that picture of like the world war one thousand yard stare yep yeah i was gonna do that because it's shell shock you see that headline and it's like oh no i've been here before i did not like it i did not have a good time the last time i saw this headline um now there were some dumb things being said around this that i think are kind of worth addressing um, because Jake had a little bit of a history of maybe not being happy in the past, I guess some people were trying to tie those things together that this was maybe something Jake did because he's not happy here to skip a team meeting or show up late to a team meeting intentionally and get benched 
presuming that you know the punishment that's incoming in a contract year is maybe the most asinine thing I can imagine. So uh, if you're thinking that he did this out of some spiteful hate in his heart, just think again. That's all I'm asking is just take a second, maybe think a little bit more about it. You should brain a little bit when you're talking about it. Uh, I think it's just it just happened. It's just a thing, right? It happened. You punished him. He's back, right? And it's not punishing as much as it's holding your guys to a standard. You set a rule. Everybody's got to stick to it. I think that's kind of it, right? Yeah, there, there's nothing here. It's like basically, and it's as close to a non-story as a actual story can get. Like all it was was a guy was late to a meeting. They're like, "Hey, we're the Boston Bruins. We have a precedent where if you do that, you don't get to play." And Jake was like, "Yeah," like I don't know if you saw his comments in the locker room the following game, but he was like, "Yeah, we have uh, high standards here, and like I love that for us, and I didn't live up to him, and that's what happens. And, like that's it, yeah. like." Like, no one should be freaking out about this whatsoever. Like, a guy was late no. to a meeting. He had a consequence. He owned up to it. We're moving on. Like, there's no, there's yeah. nothing here. There's nothing there. And That's Montgomery, it. even when he was asked about it, he wasn't, like, you know, really upset about it either. He was like, yeah, you know what happens. You know, you got to hold those standards. And it was late, so we got to do it. He, was, he wasn't, you know, he didn't imply anything more. He didn't give a a solid soundbite or, a you know, a, a quote that, you know, can maybe get misconstrued in a headline. He just said, like, yeah, it happens. So, uh, but I do, uh, all those things aside, dude, all those logical thoughts that we just threw out there, can't help but feel a little like, oh no, in the moment when it's happening and watching the game being like, oh, Jake's not here. Like I, there's just some panic that comes over it of like, I hope this isn't a pattern, I guess is more what I'm getting at. Not that there's anything in this, but there is this creeping sense of like, God, I hope, I hope Jake gets it together. Cause Jake, Jake needs Jake needs a moment. He hasn't had a moment yet this season. It's six games, but he needs a moment. And if he's, it's just a one-time thing. It's just a one-time thing. I'm just hoping it's only a one-time thing. Yeah, I, I, it's one of the things when it happens, you're like, huh, I guess that, like, it's both, like, I'm not worried, but I guess it's something to keep an eye on. And then every comment that Montgomery and DeBrusque himself made, you're like, okay, it's nothing. And the only reason yeah. we're still talking about it is because it's the Boston Bruins and there's so much media surrounding the team. And this is just what happens. Like one of the players yeah. could like order a salad with their dressing on the side and everybody would be like, what does this mean for the future of the Boston Bruins? Like, so you hate Boston? I, I, it's, it? uh, I don't like it. Maybe you can't handle the bright lights getting oil and vinegar on a house salad. All right. The Kings. Quick, quick question. Who is leading the Bruins in plus minus right now without looking it up? Brad Marchand. Morgan Geeky. Dude, I was going to say Geeky ah. for some dumbass reason. I'm not even... Oh, man. Plus seven. Wow. Plus seven. Wow. I respect that. Speaking of plus minus, in huh. uh, Brad Marchand's 21 games where he has 25 points against these Los Angeles Kings, he's a plus 18. So uh, that's something to just be aware of. Uh, he's on the ice. Uh, they score. Uh, which is what happened early on in this game uh, when he got the assist on Pasternak's goal from uh, the high slot. Dude, we've talked a little bit about how Pasta is starting to rely on his wrister a little bit more and not just the dipsy doodles. Uh, he is so impressive from a goal-scoring perspective, and that one only. But <laughs> joking, uh, he's not even phased by himself anymore. Did you see his reaction after that goal? 
I didn't know. Because there wasn't one. Oh, that's why I didn't see it. It was the first goal of the game. It was a beautiful snipe, high circle, and oh, just yes. nothing. Yeah, that's that came from Marchand's pass. Yeah, he's like, yeah, I do that. You gave me the puck in the high slot. That's bar what down, I do. bar down yeah. too. Yeah, I score. They, that's what I do. The uh, commentators, they're like, we think that he didn't even realize it went in. Like he was the last one on the ice to react to it being a goal. He was like, oh, okay. Like, you know, he knew it. He, did, I don't think he cared. I think he's like, yeah, I do that. I'm not Dude's shocked. Bored. Dude is bored. I'm <laughs> stoked that I got one, I guess. But like I. He scored happens? in the first every goal, every game in the first four games. He had a goal. That's what he does. He scores. He's he's but it's indefensible. <laughs> he's I got I got to move away from that. I'm sorry. It's dead horse. He doesn't get the team that can't keep relying on much. The, he can't. Uh, they can't. And he's getting these empty net goals. And it's fucking bullshit. Right. <laughs> I don't like it. I don't like it. There's bad in his stats. They keep passing him the puck. <laughs> All right. I'm 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 going to move on to a topic that we're going to be uh, focusing most of the show on. Talk about him. Matt Potcher, man. Oh, I thought we were going to talk about Brad and the Kings here. Oh, well, that's the other. All right, fine. Let's get to, right, we'll get to Marshan first. Then that's fair. I fucking told you. Oh, you I told you. Told I tell you every time. I tell you every time. And he did it again. I, I cashed in a sweet little bet, two plus goals. Even when I placed it, I was like, well, this feels more like I kind of have to put my money where my mouth is. And then he did it. And I was like, fuck yeah. Also, that last goal really cashed in for me because it, that hit like three different bets because I also had Zaka getting a point. Every game, Zaka and Coyle are like plus 150 to record a point, which like that doesn't seem right. Like that's not that unlikely. Like, no. It's like when not I looked at, at Potra to score two, it was at plus 1,200. I'm like, it's not that likely. Dude, Marshy, at a certain point, just like, it happens a lot. It's not just now that he's the captain, but it stands out now that Bergeron's gone because he's really the only guy capable of doing it on this team. He's just capable of being a maestro, just taking the reins and just running a play all by himself just dictating the pace of play, the direction of play. And that second goal was exactly that. Like we, he comes like down the boards, like he holds the puck through contact, comes out the other side, makes it to pass, gets himself into space, finishes a, a kind of a gimme goal, but not even because he, he made it into something more, like prettier than it even needed to be. And it's, it's just awesome to see him. I don't want to say take the next step, but it kind of does feel that way because like, it feels like once he got the C on his chest that he has this new gear being like, no, I can run this. Just just, just let me have it. And uh, I don't know, man. It, it's just a beautiful thing. I don't disagree. I liked all of that. Yeah, he's, he's Who, the man. You know, one of the things that pisses us off is when someone on the losing team is the first star. Yeah. Andre Kopitar is the first star of this game. Why with, is that? Zero goals, zero assists, first star. I don't know. Brad Martian had two goals and an assist in the game where his team won. And he is was the second he star. the he, did I was can't, it his thousandth game or something? I can't think of fucking anything he did that game. <laughs> uh, wait, hold on. He did one thing. What did he do? Uh Martian's goal went off of him. That's what it was. Martian's <laughs> first goal went off of Kopitar's skate. That was it. Like did he what could he have done? I don't know. I'm going to look at his the box score. I I 
just can't imagine. I mean, it has to be. He like was a, a minus games. three. <laughs> he was the only one on the Kings who was a minus three, and he was first star. <laughs> I don't understand. What? The star thing is funny because I do care about it. It's the Gotta most arbitrary sell. shit that I care about. Got to sell gasoline somehow. Three shots on goal, 20, uh, 23 minutes on ice. Jeez Louise. <laughs> fucking stupid. You know also, what? Make him first star. Whatever. That's a lot of time on ice. Make him a first star. Uh, we've definitely talked about this last time they were in LA, but I don't remember mm-hmm. it. Surprisingly low camera angle for yeah. the Los Angeles Kings. I would expect a very high camera angle for some reason. Yeah. They well, they have a I don't know, because they, they do have a big arena there at Crypto. We got it. Oh, Jack. Oh, he Jack. did it again. He did it again. This is the second game in a row when the Bruins played the Kings in L.A. where Jack did a crypto arena. It's like a haunted he, house. He loves that. Dude, he is so plugged in. I don't know if he's on the Reddit or the, you know, just Bruins Twitter, but he knows all that stuff because that was not an accident. That was like, okay, you guys like this. Like, because there was that tweet going around earlier in the week that was like, hey, like, you know, all these 1030 games mean we get late night Jack. And it was that clip. Yeah, he knows. He saw that. Just stoned the bone. There's just no way that that coincidence happens. Anyway, Anyway. Jack is fun. Jack's having fun. I like when Jack's having fun. Um, um, that second Marshan goal, yeah, the one where the Kings were like, "We're gonna bet that he just doesn't score this if we're not near him." Like no one was near Marshan whatsoever, like at all. Well, not, he, dude, not he at created all. well because he's all over the joint because he came down the left wing, came behind the net in the half wall on the right side, fed the puck back behind the net, then came out to the slot. It's like. He's all over the joint. Like you, you got to play like man coverage on him if you're going to stay with him. It just doesn't make any sense. Like he's he dictated that whole play, he created that space for himself. So I can't even put that on the Kings. I think Marshy deserves the credit for that one. All right, it's just funnier for, for me to point out that there he was completely by himself. You're right. No, like he was. He was. Yeah. It's just because he's so he's a slippery dude, man. I think they're also changing at that point. Also, you know how you, you change when the puck is behind to- your goal line. You know what made me have to change, dude? Have to change my damn shorts? They were not changing. Uh, what's that? That Freddy fight. Oh! Oh! My goodness. Quick one. Quick one. Quick one. Made quick didn't work. Ta- of didn't them. take much. That second... Well, not second, but that... There's two punches that they showed in slow motion that like connected really well. And that second one got him so clean. Like, right on the temple. Like, right next to the eye. And just opened him up. And the best part about it is Freddie immediately after. Well, actually, we should talk about the behind the beat mic'd up. Yeah, yeah, we're yeah. Talk about it. So before, like, the, I can't remember who he fought. Um, whoever, whomever Frederick fought was barking at one of the other Bruins. It was uh, England. Andreas England. England. Thank you. Uh, was barking at one of the other Bruins. And Freddie was like, hey, 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 hey. No, no, no. Like, uh, what do you say? You want to fight? You go me. Yeah. Yeah. He said, you want to go? You go me. Yeah. Oh, love that. Love that big time to like be like, no, 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 no. Over here. Over here. You're going with me. And then he just beats the shit out of him, like opens him up <laughs> and then just turns around and starts clapping at the Bruins bench. Dude, my dad pointed out the winger that Freddie's lining up with. Yeah. Is just like wide eyed and like <laughs> swiveling oh. his head back and forth. Like I'm physically in the middle of this and I don't want to be. I don't like so. This. 
yeah, Buck drops and he just skates backwards out of there. He's like, yep, you guys do your thing. I'm not, I'm not interested in any of this. I love hockey referees. I really do because you can hear them. They, they hear the chirping right before puck drop. And uh, I think like the linesman says to the ref, like, we're going to go here. Hurry up. And, and then hurry up boys. Yeah. Like, come on, let's get to it. Yeah. You guys are going to fight. Come on. These grown men are going to punch each other in the face. Let's just get it over with here. There's always a readjustment period for me in hockey where I just have to readjust my brain to just to re- not remember, but be like, yeah, that's just part of it. That's just part of this whole experience. So that that just gets to happen. How lucky are we? Yeah, you get used to it. And then every now and then you'll be around someone who doesn't really watch hockey. And the, why are the refs letting them punch each other? Oh, they're they you they can do that. They can do that. Do they get punished? A couple of minutes. Yeah, five minutes. They, they, have, to, going. they have to take a breather. They have to miss a shift. Yeah. Maybe. Like <laughs> yeah. probably not. Like it's like it, it's it's just a, a great little part of our game. And that was a great one. Because ninety percent of fights nowadays uh are not. And that ruined that one really was. So shout out Trent Frederick for uh giving me and my dad something to talk about uh now do you want to move on to the the ducks game here you got more thoughts on the kings i just want to say that i don't i i felt bad that the game ended 4-2 instead of 4-1 for swayman like because the kings got like a double deflection power play goal with like a minute to go which is like it's one of those goals that all that does is bring down the goalie stats that has like no bearing on the game it didn't matter they weren't going to score another two with a minute to go like it's like even they don't really celebrate it. They're like, okay, I guess we only lost by two. Then that's all. I just for the sake of like stat pumping for Swayman, I would have preferred it ten four one. And as you said, I'm sure there's a few people out there who took it minus two and a half that were like, "Are you fucking kidding me? You're letting up a goal with one minute yeah. to go." And people who took one and a half that were sweating it when they me. shouldn't have had to be you. me, yeah, me. You. Yeah, I, I, they, Bruins are making me a lot of money right now. I deeply appreciate it. it it's is, easy. It's easy it's, money. You just say that they're going to win, and then they win. <laughs> they win. That's what they do. That's kind of all they do. They're really good at it. Up to this point, all they've literally done. Okay, the Ducks. Now, Ducks. Ducks. before we talk about it, yes, this is the jersey matchup of the century. Oh, God, they're so good. It's uh, last century, but the century. This was. This felt like I was watching... And the fact this was an ESPN game, right? This was the ESPN one. No, this would have been Nesson. This was Nesson. Yeah, Blackhawks was ESPN because Bedard. right, right, right. Um, I don't remember why I was bringing. Oh, because it felt like I was watching hockey on ESPN with my dad in like the year two thousand. This was unbelievable. So that was my a, a dumb takeaway, but it's like my first thought. I, every time I flipped back to it, because I was going back between that and baseball. Every time I flipped back, I was like, "This is just delightful. Look at this." Um, but there were there were some more delightful things throughout the game that are probably a little bit more pressing to the people who are listening at home. When Jake got a breakaway in the first minute of the game, and this is the first game coming back after getting scratched too. Yes, was there a single doubt in your brain that he was gonna score? Uh, yeah. I mean, I, really? I wasn't like, oh yeah, it didn't feel automatic. It's it's like I stood like I was like here it is like. But I, I don't think I go as far to be like, oh, it's it. Even with like pasta and all those guys, it's like very, like there's sometimes where I'm like, here it is. This is a goal. But most of the time, I'm I'm a little more cautious about it. This this being one of those. I don't times. know the, all the circumstance around this one. Like you it said, been- it's like day after he gets benched, and I think 
part of that benching was a little bit of a kick in the butt to Jake of like, hey, come on, let's get you involved here. You know, mm-hmm. you're you're playing with some good guys when you want to get you on the score sheet. Um, I thought like it it just made too much sense. And I was stunned. If I was able to pause time right there, I would have put $10 million on Jake Scorn. <laughs> and I would be down $10 million. You'd be in trouble. Really hurt. Yeah, I, would, I wouldn't be able to make rent this month if I did that. So How much is your rent? It's a little million. less than that. It's $10 million. It's not <laughs> $10 million. <laughs> uh, but that's not the big takeaway of the game. There's obviously a bigger storyline of this game. Matthew Potro. That's the one. My my baby boy. Okay, so even in the Sharks and Kings game, yes, I'm going back to the Sharks game, Joe. Uh, one of the better Bruins, if not one of the best Bruins, if not the best Bruin on the ice. Um, maybe not so much in the Kings game because Marshan, but um, my God, like I think a lot of people like there's been some like ups and downs in terms of like how everybody wants to feel about him because. Initially, there's a lot of hype and you're excited, but then you kind of catch yourself and you're like, well, all right, let's, you know, let's tamper this a little bit. And then he keeps doing it. And then you're like, okay, well, this feels it's adding some legitimacy to the hype. And now we, I feel like we've either reached or have passed the tipping point where it's like, this isn't hype anymore. Like, this is like, he's, this is him. Like, this isn't like he had a good game. Like him without the puck, him without scoring, him without actually like getting the assist. Like all of his plays are so good. He is playing so well. He's so patient. Like I patient and poise are the two words I keep coming back to. Uh, Montgomery described him as a very, uh, he said he's fucking ultra smart. Is what he said to um in the behind. Is the it really? Clip. Did he say? Yeah, it's actually a really cool clip. It's uh, them at practice, and it's like I think Monty's mic'd up. Um, and it's just like there's a clip where Marshan is going uh, one-on-one with Patra and Marshan mm-hmm. just dekes the soul out of him and Patra like collapses at the ice and Marshy scores and Monty's like um, welcome to the NHL Maddie he's done it to a few players don't feel bad about it and then uh, they showed him like standing next to each other and uh, he's Monty says you're my uh, my favorite type of hockey player fucking ultra smart and you compete saying that like wow. even if those are your only two things like i can that's good that's enough the head coach is saying you're my favorite kind of hockey player and saying welcome to the nhl yeah it's and kind he, of it's it's done right like it's yeah, done that's that's another thing like i the only people i've heard like not fully tipped over to be like potter is definitely staying is uh jaffe and razor but they did it more within the context of like, okay, this is October hockey. Things will be different when they're playing three and four in like March against like playoff teams and talking a lot about load management and about how like 19 year olds who haven't played in the NHL, like don't really have the stamina or the conditioning for like a full 82 NHL game season. So like down, if they're thinking down the line more, I guess they could keep him now and then send him down later. But I also, I don't think the brute down though. That's the thing. They'd have to send send him him to the goal. Yeah. 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 Send him away. Uh, But we're, the Bruins are also like not in a position where they can afford to get rid of him. Like who who else is fills that role then? Who, like, who do you have that has that conditioning and has that whatever it's, it's, he fell from the heavens 
and yes, and then you uh, this lets you put Coil back at the third line, and then you have Javier Coil Freddie in the third line. Who the fuck is matching up against that third line effectively, consistently? Yeah. Nobody. Yeah. That's such a good third line. That's such a good third line. Yeah, and, and like we talked yeah, a little bit about it. Actually, no, I don't think it was. I don't think it was me and you. What's but that? it's like it would make a lot of sense. I think it was with my my father. I had this conversation, but it would make sense if the Bruins were in a position where. Charlie McAvoy, let's say he is, it's his second, third year, and he is your best player. You don't have a Brad Marchand, right? You don't have David Pasternak, and you are building for tomorrow. You are two, three years away from really being in it. And, you know, come a couple of years from now, maybe one more good draft pick, you know, maybe a guy you're waiting on some development from, then you're ready to go then it makes sense to me to not want to burn a year of this guy's contract. But Chucky is in his prime. Pasta is in his primest prime. Berger, or Bergeron is gone. <laughs> um, Martian is kind of entering the twilight years. It's kind of go now. It's, yeah. there's the, uh, This isn't as all-in as they were last year, so it's weird to tag this year as an all-in, go-for-it year. But like it is... It you is. You have all the pieces. So, like, every year until your core is turning over, which I get it, it, it kind of is with, you know, Bergeron and Krejci retiring. But until then, I don't, I don't really understand why you wouldn't want to waste a year of them because this guy is showing you, like, he is skilled enough to be here. So, like, what are you, what is he going to go develop in the O? No. It's also a three-year contract, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, three-year contract. So, I mean, it's not like it's a one-and-done, and then we have to pay him next year. Like, we have him for a bit. It just it would make zero sense to me if he's not here, especially after the Ducks game. So, Connor Ryan, I uh, was on uh, Evan Marinovsky's podcast, uh, Bruins Beat, and uh, he was talking about how a lot of those... Uh, a lot of guys who were in similar situations to Patra all had a game, you know, like the game that they believe got them the role, got them the gig, got them to stay beyond the nine games uh, that, uh, you know, would, would meet the requirement of, of burning a year of the contract. Right. And Lucic had a Gordie Howe hat trick in his fourth game against LA, right? It was against LA. And uh, what a memory. And, uh, Pasternak had a two goal game, his first two NHL game goals against uh, the Flyers in his like fourth or fifth game. That's what we just saw with Matt Patra. And both of those guys, Lucic and Pasternak, both said, like, that's the moment that I knew I was sticking around. After that, I was pretty confident, like, okay, I'm here. I belong here. I deserve to be here. I'm going to stick around. It's over. It's done. Yeah. And it, this is just the peak of it, too, of, of what he's done so far. It wasn't like he was middling and then had a, a good game with a couple goals. It's like he's consistently been a fantastic player for them, like playing well beyond his years. I keep saying that a lot, but he is. And then this was like just the flag. This was like the, the most stick out moment so far. We were like, okay, not only is he consistently really good for us, but like he came in huge for us this game. Like this, like the context of the game adds a lot to it too. There's no goal scored in the first 45 minutes of this game. 
Like it's like the longer it takes, like if you go into the third period scoreless, the more and more it feels like it's only going to take one. And like the more pressure there is to get that one. And then it goes to McTavish on like kind of like a weird like play where it just he like very softly taps it in off the post. And then you're like, fuck, that's the type of goal that gets scored in a one nothing game. Again, mm. a game that ends one nothing. And then a minute, not even a minute and a half later, and like Patra pots it off of Geeky's pass, which Geeky is growing on me quite a bit, I will say. Um, and so you're like, oh my God, that's fucking awesome. And uh, Ian Mitchell did get sent down, didn't play well, just straight up. The, there's nothing much more to say about it. He just didn't look good. He had a really good pass for this goal. He had a really good saucer pass to Geeky that led to this goal. So credit where credit's due. But so, so Patra, he, he puts up the team on his back, gets like knocks it in. Selly's so hard. Oh my God. And I'm, I'm sure all of us, if you're listening to this, you've probably seen enough clips of Patra in interviews. He's a very, he's a quiet kid. He's like humble. Like he's clearly like kind of holding himself back a bit. And just like, I'm taking this in. Like I'm, he just seems to have like a very mellow temperament. But when that goal went in, he fucking lost it. Like screaming, like like that was like a, a year one Jake DeBrusque Selly. Like that that is a rookie year David Posternock Selly. That is, I love that. And that, so again, not only does he just even out this game that like I'm sure many people were like, "Fuck, that might be it," and he evens yeah. the slate. And then four minutes later, he fucking does it again because he's Manny P, and that's what he does. That's what he does. That's what he does. Coming off, and that's just like a, a dirty, like I'm near the the crease, and Jake took a shot, and it's in right in front of me, and a boom, I banged it in. Yeah. And for a guy that size to be camping out in front of the net, it's pretty cool. He's gonna get his ass kicked, but he's probably gonna get a couple goals in the process too. I I I am so in on this kid; it's crazy. I mean, he's given you zero reason to not be. He has I, done. There's not been one glaring mistake. Like, I'm sure if you go back and be like, oh, this could have been better. But there wasn't, like, Coyle's pass to Bedard in the game last night. There was nothing like that. Nothing like, oh, shit. Yeah, there it is. That's the growing pains. Like, he doesn't. He looks so comfortable. That's it. Like, he doesn't look lost. He doesn't. He looks so much like he belongs in this league that it would be a waste of everybody's time, especially his, to send him down to a Gulf Storm. It'd be a waste of everybody's time. Yeah. I like I like looking at it like that. Like you're wasting our time. Like just keep him here. Like there's there's yeah. he's this is where he needs to be to keep growing. Like he has outgrown the lower leagues at this point. I think he absolutely has. Like you said, it would be a, it would be a waste of time. There's no reason no. to send him back down or away. Trevor Zegers is a little baby too. He's kind of a kind of a loser. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't like him. I don't even really do it. He didn't even really do anything. I've never liked him. This, yeah, I was gonna say this isn't even really related to this game for me. I just, I've never liked him. He just, I don't like his attitude. I don't, I don't, I don't dig it. I don't dig it. You ever seen that video of him taping his stick? No. That was what made me not like him. (laughs) Puts tape on his stick. What a what a loser, right? Yeah. Prick. No, he's just, it's like you said, it's his attitude. I just don't like it. You want to talk yeah, like the exact opposite, the exact opposite of Patra. Also, you notice that they were really giving it to Vetrano all game, too. I don't know if it's just because Vetrano's just in the mix a lot, but like it felt like every big hit was on Frank Vetrano. There are a couple of those moments where you're like, I wonder if that's anything. 
right? Yeah, like yeah. Chucky got him pretty hard. Oh no, Chucky drilled Zegers. That's what it was. That's what he it fucking was. boomed him. But Apasta had a reverse hit in Vetrano where they took them both out. But yeah, somebody at work asked me, they're like, do you that same thing? They're like, do you think there's something there with like Vetrano? And I'm like, I don't know. Like, I think Vetrano is just a gamer and he's just around the puck a lot. But at the same time, it's like, I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. Uh, in a similar vein, dude, moving right along uh, to the Chicago game, yeah. there was some question over whether or not Carlo might get the. Uh, some flack for his uh hit on one Mr. Taylor Hall. I hated I did I didn't like any of that. I you thought those no, I thought it's really easy for me and now in retrospect, knowing that I'm correct, to say everybody was overblowing it, but no, like no, like I didn't at all think that anybody was I did not think Nick Felino was gonna drop the gloves with Brandon Carlo over an incidental hit. I know they didn't like it, and I know they said as much, and it's not like unanimously seen as just unfortunate and not dirty. Mm-hmm. But no, no, literally zero part of me expected anybody to fight Brandon Carlo that game. I, I kind of want to see Carlo, him, but I kind of want to see Carlo fight though, right? Six five. I kind of don't see what he does. It's kind of like a Has gentle never giant. I don't know that he has. He might have like one in there somewhere, like a very spontaneous fight, but. I would be not surprised to learn he's never fought before. Oh, no, he sure has. Just a good Christian boy. Oh, he sure has. Who did he fight? Corey Perry. That'd be good. He fought um, twice last year. What? Yeah. Our Brandon? Our Brandon Carlo. Interesting. Timo Meyer. Boone Timo Jenner. Meyer? What? He fought, fought Boone Jenner. <laughs> what? Dude, I, I, I keep talking so loud that I just shut my mic off. Like, <laughs> yeah, it had been a, it had been a little bit, but yeah, no, he had he had two last year. I don't remember those at all. I don't either. That's crazy. I mean, uh, he he lost both of these fights pretty definitively. Oh, but there we go. That's it. Okay, well then maybe don't fight Nick Felino. Nick Felino doesn't want to fight him. It's fine. No. Did you think anything was gonna come from that? Maybe something. Maybe. Um, the thing also is that, like, you know, it was literally Hall's first game as a Blackhawk. Yeah. So it's it's not like he's, you know, I mean, he's Taylor Hall. You know, he's an MVP. But he's, I don't know. I think you got to earn some of that a little bit. I guess being a veteran maybe gets you some, but it's not the same level as being, like, a a veteran on that squad. So, I don't know. Not, I wouldn't have been shocked by it, but I wouldn't have bet on it. I don't think it has anything to do with like his longevity on the team. I think once you're on the team, you're on the team. You might get a little more um from a guy from a long standing eye, but I think the moment you're on, you've passed the threshold of being worthy of defended. Yeah. Yeah. But no, I, I didn't I no, I didn't really expect anything. Uh my first note for this game is the Bedard goal. The non goal, I should say. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Charlie Coyle. I feel bad for Coyle. Coyle was getting his name dragged through the mud this game. And, like, I don't think he's been that bad. Like, he hasn't been, like, a standout player for me, but he hasn't been, like, a problem. He's also playing on the third line. Like, and that's there was, he's like, fine. There was talk about him being the first-line center. I, I swear to God, I was editing a clip of a whole shift of his 
and I was going to post and be like, this is a great shift from Coil. This is exactly what we want from Coil. And it's him being behind the net, down low, board battles, like being dogging on the puck, like good possession game, like what you expect from Charlie Coyle. And as I'm editing it, he, he bats the puck directly to Connor Bedard in the slot. Yeah. Uh, so he shouldn't, he shouldn't have done that. No, don't do that. that. Do not do that. I'm with you on that. He probably shouldn't have done that. Why do you what think do you, he did that? Because uh, he knew the play was offside. That's what do you, what do you, uh, that, that, that's, this has drawn out a lot of opinions. What, what's yours on the whole challenging a play for being offsides 30 seconds before the actual goal when it's by like um, a fucking millimeter? Yeah. It's not the spirit of the rule. I think that's yeah. always what I care about. Um, I think like football has totally lost it. I think like the way reviews are used in football is so stupid, but I think, I think this is like the only instance in which hockey could be that way other than, you know, puck crossing the goal line, which like that one has to be, uh, you know, really molecular like that. It, it has to be reviewed that intently. I don't know. I don't know if this is what we needed when we decided that we were going to start reviewing offsides. I'll say that. Yeah, I, I am of the opinion that I, I don't have a suggestion on how to fix it, but I would think it the game would benefit from incorporating some sort of amendment or stipulation or something to what about eliminate just like a like time this. limit that referees well, get to look at it. Well, that's you know? what, that and uh, the comment to play by play for ESPN, they were saying that like uh, a timer for the play where like this happened more than 20 seconds ago. There's been more than 20 seconds since the zone entry. It doesn't matter anymore. Or what something if it's egregious. Egregious in what way? Oh, what like egregious I don't know. Do you see what happened in the Seattle game last no. night or the night before? So one, I think one of the, I might be mixing up the teams now. Well, I think it was the Kraken. They threw one of the players threw their stick clearly threw it and disrupted a pass which you can't do and the I, fuck i feel embarrassed that i can't remember exactly what team it was whatever team threw the stick and did that then got the puck and immediately scored so not only did it go uncalled but they scored a goal because of it and not reviewable not reviewable i'd be rip shit I'd that's be the kind of stuff it's like like it's like that's a black and white penalty it's like why yeah, can you like not review that I don't know. I think they should all, it should all be reviewable, but it should all be very spirit of the ruley. And I think that the best way to enforce that is like, you know, giving the refs 20 seconds to look at it, 15 seconds to look at it. You get one, two, three looks, and then we're done. We're not zooming in and trying to find another angle where we have. You know, is there white behind the puck? Is it skate on the ice? Is it lifted? Is it... I don't care. However, you called it in the moment, then that's how it is because that's the point of offsides. If we can all take a step back and look at what the fuck the rule is, it is so that there are not people cherry picking. Like that's what it is so that you're not passing the puck, the length of the ice to somebody standing in front of the opposing net, right. And to keep the play contained in certain areas, right. That's not breaking the spirit of the rule to be a millimeter offsides. It's just not, it's just not what the rule is for. So I, I don't really care. I count that goal. You know what? Go back and count that goal for Bedard. Nah. Do it. 
And I didn't know I'm going to be so annoyed all season if and when Bedard keeps scoring on us because it's like you just know you have the full national spotlight on you because they are just collectively sucking his hog. Isn't that his only goals? Uh, no, he has only he. No, I think he had that. Uh, no, sorry, he had I three. He I think that was the third. I think I he has think two. That, he has two. That was going to be the third, and two of his three would have been oh. against Boston. Right, 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 right. You know right. who? You know, a, you know a rookie. He has more than two goals right now. You know who's leading rookies in goals scored right now? Is it uh, the guy that you bet on to win the? It's my child. Uh, it's Matthew Patras. Yeah, Patra, Patra. Sorry, sorry. I watched too many recaps of other Bali sports or ESPN where they just call him Patras or Maz. Also called him Patras, and then he was Murray corrected him. He's like, no, it's Patras. He's like, ah, whatever. I don't care. Because it's Doesn't not matter. like it's your not like it's your fucking job to cover the team or anything. If you said Patras around the water cooler, I'd correct you. But you're on sports radio. It so. is your job to talk about the team in a professional so just, capacity. Just look it up. You know what I mean? Just look it up a little bit. But and then maybe don't like brush it off when someone tells you why it's wrong or that you're wrong. Or do if you're a jackass. They also don't like the goalie hug. I want to sneak that in there too. Mike Felger's not a fan of the friendliness between them. He thinks it's too much. Right. No, I mean, you want your team to be in fighting. Yeah. That's what it's all about. Yeah. He also made a point to be like, well, the tandem doesn't make sense because in the playoffs, you're only going to play one goalie. As if that isn't the reason they lost the playoffs last year, or at least one of the reasons. It it sure contributed like morning brew already game six they were like and billy was like i know i'm getting ahead of myself here but if and when they make the playoffs they're absolutely going to the tandem which like yeah yes they are because it's Mm -hmm. the reason they keep fucking winning because they are rocking two of the top five goaltenders every other game and it's so fun and every team should do it it's so good that's it Every time someone says oh. Regina on the broadcast, I yep. think it's so funny because they why they, there's so much space before and after Regina, where they're like, he's from <clears throat> Regina, like they it's a broadcast nightmare of a word, I'm sure, where they're like that's such an easy slip up. They make they make it very clear, yeah. To, to I'm pronounce. not saying vagina, I'm it's Regina. And now to be clear, I did not say vagina. <laughs> I said it to say that I wasn't saying it. So that doesn't count. I just get a kick out of that. Also, Montgomery putting on it. He, he does the coach's challenge for that goal and then starts putting on chapstick. And just like looking <laughs> blankly on the ice. <laughs> he's not that a care in the world. Like, like he's like, no, we're good. Was like, good. Maddie called it. That's they're undefeated. They're so good at the, what they do. Uh you talking about Matt Myers right now? Is that who I you am talking about? I am, I am referencing Matt Myers. Shout out Matt Myers. We went to high school together. I told you that? You did. You Almost every time we talk about him. Well, it's because we went to high school together. <laughs> oh, wait, who? Matt Myers. And who? Me. What? Yeah. I oh, played man. hockey with his brother. That is, that is new. That is new information. Yep, yeah, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. He was good. Uh, Shankirk gets his first point as a Bruin. Yeah, he does. Nice, nice shot from the blue line. Beautiful tip by Pavel Zaka. Stick on the ice. Can't draw that up any better. Loved it. 
Nothing better than getting the next goal after you wipe their goal off the board. That's so demeaning. It's beautiful. It's, it's beautiful. so like it's debilitating nope, too. Nope. It's, it's the game's over. No, yeah. we score. Uh no, you didn't because you cheated, kind of. Cheated. <laughs> you were there too soon. After review, the Blackhawks cheated. Two weeks ago, the Blackhawks were offsides, therefore they lose this game. <laughs> Uh, you know who scores the next goal? Yeah, I mean, oh. the most I'm ready for the NHL goal of all time. The the exclamation point on two hundred feet, two hundred yeah. feet, yeah. yeah, end to end, yeah. I don't know who that defenseman was for Chicago, but there's not a fucking. If you watch it, there's not a chance he knew that Potter could or would do that. Because he was he was not really trying really hard to get to that puck, and by the time he looked to his left and saw him well like accelerating past him, he was like, "Ah, fuck!" <laughs> like, uh, he did, like it wasn't a huge amount of effort from him to break up that play from there on out. But no. what a what a smooth finish too! What like just butter, absolute butter from Potra there. I gotta see it again. It's good. It's not because I need to remember it, just because I want to see it again. It's good. At this point, uh, in full disclosure, audience, I was stoned to the bone, and I was just listening to music, having a good time. Wasn't you even listen- what? I know. I live in Massachusetts. It's okay. It's legal. Uh, it wasn't even listening to the feed. I just was listening to music, and then I looked up, and I just saw that play developing, and I just slowly stood up, and I was like, <gasps> and I, I just saw it. It was like late at night. My girlfriend had been asleep for hours, so I was just like silently like fist pumping, running around my the, the office, like just having a grand old time. But it was, it was just such a, like, this is happening, right? Oh, my God. Other people are saying this, right? Like, he's doing it again. Like, And then on Freddie... A national- on a national stage oh i oh god i wanted to tweet so badly i hope that uh potter just blows a kiss to bedard as he skates by the bench dude but then i couldn't tweet why not just fully flip the narrative do it it's so good that is the perfect moment it's bedard's goal taken away and every every, the national broadcast is uh, everybody knows it's just beyond uh understood how much bedard is like the golden boy of the nhl right now Goal wiped away out of the woodwork. Here comes Matt Patra from Brooklyn. Brooklyn. From Brooklyn. A, Brooklyn. Just a kid from Brooklyn. Just a kid from Brooklyn. <laughs> hey, it's Matty Patra. Yeah, that's the new meme is that Patra is actually just from like the Bronx. <laughs> or something like uh, hey, I'm Patra here. But yeah, no, it just it felt so perfect and poetic that Patra oh, would dude, score watching, that goal there. I'm watching it back now. Oh, my God goodness who is that the defenseman yeah oh 94 that's not even a he's not even a defenseman i think he's a winger that'll do it oh my goodness gracious that is embarrassing he's a scouting report would you nah you know patra is still living in a hotel right now i know that he's living uh in a hotel yes (laughs) i don't know where i was (laughs) It's like, what is he adding? <laughs> I actually didn't know that. I was thinking about Bedard. Oh, yeah, because the person we sat next to at the game knew everything about him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we, we sat next to a, a Blackhawks super fan. Uh, yeah, but it was funny that uh, he doesn't even have like a permanent residence yet. I mean, I guess it makes sense that like, he doesn't know if he's actually staying. I mean, like, we know, we know, like, we know, we know. 
Yeah, I've, I forget who it was. I heard some former NHLer talking about. I think it was PK. Was it PK? Maybe it might have been PK talking about like, oh man, like I, <laughs> I got a lot of stuff sitting in my parents' house right now. You know, I just got to figure out what I'm doing with it. So, uh, I don't know, don't know what I should do. Like talking to his coach, like trying to get a hint of like, do I? Oh, I'm trying to like out pull out. Yeah, yeah, am yeah. I going to get an apartment soon? What do I do? That's what we need Mandy to do. Or just live in a hotel. You can live with me. I live near Warrior. That's Wait, is that, a, is that a real offer? Because I can tell him that if you want. I Matt Potter is welcome at my apartment anytime. All right. I my will... girlfriend can sleep on the couch. Should we call him? My girlfriend <laughs> can sleep on the couch. That is funny. Oh, please don't tell her I said that. That is funny, dude. Uh, there's a uh, 94, by the way, on the Blackhawks. Yes. That's Corey Perry. <laughs> no. Uh, I keep muting myself by laughing. Uh, that, is, that is. That's so good. That's the best and, answer I could have figured. Uh, oh, figured man. Out. Every time I hear that Corey Perry is in Chicago, I'm like, Corey Perry is in Chicago? Fuck. That's why he was skating like that, because it's Corey Perry. God, I do. I just don't like Corey Perry. He's their leading goal scorer, too. He has an A on his chest. What's going on? What do they do to us? What have they done to us? I have no idea. God, Potter's so good. And then Frederick. Frederick, my other child. Another goal like a minute, 56 seconds later. That felt good, too. Felt real good. You got to take I don't want to overstate how happy... Or how excited I am for this team. That moment felt like last year, didn't it? Was like, those, yeah, those two boy. goals. Yeah, back to back. I was like, oh yeah, keep piling it on, boys. I coming back from a road trip. What? Still undefeated. <laughs> I know what you mean. Because going into this season, and we talked about this quite a bit, both on and off the show, that we need to kind of come back to earth a little bit. After last season, you know, the playoffs kind of helped that quite a bit. But for the most part, like we just got so accustomed and like normalized to what really should have been an unsustainable pace for the entire season, but was somehow sustained. And but then was also followed by like ceremony and celebration and like, like here's your new jerseys and here's a new logo and here's the centennial and like here's a, a, a thing for Bergeron like it did there was like uh, some cushioning around it too, where like, we, I don't think we ever, I mean the, the couple weeks of like the playoffs that we weren't in were brutal, but I think there was a, a crash pad in our crash landing back to earth. There was, and the off season's tough for that reason too. And it's, you have a lot of few months to think about it, but then th- th- you come back to hockey and hockey starts up again and it starts occupying more of your mind. And you're like, okay, Last season, that's a one-off, and it is. And so you go like, all right, we, let's you know, we'll be happy with some success and making the playoffs, and like trying to keep that humility in mind. It's kind of hard to stay humble when you're starting the season six and zero and making it look fairly easy. I'm like, guys, like I, I might need you to drop one just so I can like not get too excited please like because i'm pretty fu- saturday that'll be saturday the the game against detroit that's gonna be 
a wild game. I really think that's like we're just still predicting like when this team is finally going to lose. <laughs> <laughs> we keep pushing. No, no, this game. I think round three. I think it'll be round three. That's when it yeah, kicks in. Yeah, that'll be a five game. Yeah, series. that'll that'll be it. Yeah, they'll they'll it'll be a gentleman sweep. But no, I, I so far like they're not. I mean, and with all that being said, like there's still a lot of things to work on. Like, goddamn, stay out of the penalty box. My God, do they love taking penalties? Oh man, do they ever? And and some of them unwarranted, but yeah. Hmm. They they just love showing off how good their penalty kill penalty kill is so much to the point where they're just taking stupid penalties, being like it doesn't even matter. We're still going to win. It simply don't matter. Um. So here's the thing, Rob. Yes. After this game against Anaheim on Thursday. Yes. Their schedule goes Detroit, Florida, Toronto, Detroit, Dallas. That's tough. That's tough. It's a tough stretch. It's a tough stretch. It's so, a five game, but, five game stretch that is uh, kind of brutal. There we go. That'll be it. There you go. But then, I mean, oh my god! Then they just go on such an easy streak again, and then a tough streak, and then an easy. Well, this is why this is a weird schedule, dude. This is going to be a roller coaster. Okay, or yeah, they're man. just going to beat everybody, and they're just going to go, you know, win sixty eight games. But, ooh. Ooh, look out! But uh, yeah, it's weird. It looks like at least for the next month that the 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 uh, schedule is very hot and cold. All um, right, so bank the points when you can, and then we'll see what you're made of when it gets hard. Yeah, amen. So, uh, so the Blackhawks game that was Swayman's tenth career shutout. He's only played ninety one regular season games. Ridiculous. A shutout every nine games is pretty wild. Ridiculous. Yeah, ten percent of your games are shutouts. That's great. Actually, more than ten percent. Yeah, like eleven percent. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Correct. Wild. Uh, all right. Do do we want to preview the Anaheim game at all? I mean, we just saw them. No, nah, not really. I got nothing to say. Yeah, they stink. Um, say, I I I don't. I'm not worried about it. Um, uh-huh. I think Anaheim will kind of have a chip on their shoulder a little bit, maybe. Because uh-huh. um, Anaheim, I think so far gave Boston their best the best run for their money. I think the toughest matchup so far, be more so because of the circumstances than the actual team. Um, but I, I do think the Ducks have been the, the that was the game that was closest, I think, to them losing it. So they play the Ducks Thursday. The Detroit Red Wings come Saturday and Monday, October 30th against the Florida Panthers. Now we'll probably be back after those three games. Um now, Rob. In those three games, what do you think the record shall be? Reminder: They are six zero and zero right now. Two and one in those three games again. Is that the safe pick? Detroit. I really think they could drop Detroit. Uh, Detroit scores so much. Like I know we have the the really great defense and the best goaltending, but I I think. But I also think Boston plays to the level of their opponent, for better or worse. So that could also be Boston's best game. I'm just really interested. Uh, Speaking of playing to the level. Nine and oh, fuck it. Let's believe. Nine and oh. Nine and oh. I don't give a shit. I think they come back nine and oh. All right. I think there is a lot on that first Florida game. Yeah. I don't know if I agree. No. I, 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 I get it. 
I just maybe just me personally, I'm just not putting that on me this this season. I mean, I think th- when you get on the ice, and if if you played in in the first round of the playoffs last year, you can't not notice the laundry across the ice from you. True. But, uh, I uh, so the comment I want to make is I would love to see Lucic run Kachuk. And then I was going to say, we didn't talk about how Lucic didn't play in the last two games. We didn't. He he took a shot off the ankle from Morgan Geeky shot off the end of the Kings game and then suited up for warm-ups before the Ducks game, did one lap and got off and didn't play, and then was announced to not be in the lineup even before that on the Black, for the Blackhawks game. But since then, they have sent down to Providence both uh, Brown and ian mitchell so that's uh at least a defense spot opened up that seventh d which people bucci gross seems to think it's mason lori coming up which, which i would I'm love not, i as would i i bet now it's not a bedtime let the kids run too young too too young um but it to brown going down makes me think luch each is back i don't think they would send brown without luch being ready because brown was in there for luch each yeah um yeah, no, I, I, yeah, I, I wasn't too worried about it. The fact that even the next game was like even trying to take warm was like got the skates on. Like that's a good sign. Yeah, and yeah, like it, it wasn't. Was, was, five it seems six. like nothing's broken. Then, like yeah. it, you know, they wouldn't let him suit up if something was like actually wrong. And can you imagine that? Like the fifth game of the year, he's playing on a broken foot. He's like, I gotta be out there for my. Yeah, game. I played seventy-seven games on a broken foot. <laughs> like, they, they me, yeah, <laughs> they need me to put in seven and a half minutes a night. So. Someone's got to kick the shit out of Corey Perry. <laughs> no, I, I would the, for the Florida game. I, I don't, I don't want to put too much on it just because I still really harbor resentment for that Florida team. Um, Gudis a lot too. We didn't really talk about him much in Anaheim. Gudis fucking leveled Frederick. Oh my god, that hit on Frederick was exhausting to watch. Mm. You know what I'm talking about? Yes. It took the wind out of me. Like, oh my God. Um, but yeah, now Florida, that'll be a good game. That I'm expecting something spicy, that game. I think Marshan will probably kind of t- turn it up a little bit. Um, but I, I would love to see Lucic just really give it to Kachuk. I want to see anybody give it to Kachuk, but I go to Lucic because he's the one who's going to do the most damage. Hmm. Hmm. I think, I think these boys, I'll tell you. I think they come back 8-0-1. I would be very fine with that. I'd be very fine with that. Yeah. I'm kind of feeling an overtime game tomorrow, to be honest, against Anaheim. I don't know why. Really? Yeah, I'm, th- th- I'm thinking like a 2-1, 3-1, two, or 3-2. Red Wings. I'm between the Red Wings and the Panthers game. I wasn't sure. I think it's one of those. Interesting. Goes to OT. Yeah. Maybe they both go to OT. Win one, lose one. Check out this very specific prediction, huh? I'm definitely not trying to match you because you had a really specific prediction and we got to make a promo out of it. I was going to say, it's not what I'm trying to do. We're promo baiting right now. No. I'm a pro baiter. Oh, you caught, you walked in on me promo baiting. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Bear. Bear. I I don't, that's it for the game so far. Um, Again, it, it's been talked to death. If you listen to other podcasts or are active on Bruins social media, like 
Patra is every other word that you've been reading for the last week. Deservingly so. Deservingly so. Deservingly so. All right, just make the announcement. You keeping the kid? Yeah, come on. Just what do we wait? Well, what is uh, real quick? What is game nine, and then what is game ten? I guess is I'm I'm curious what the last game that we're gonna be like. All right, this is the last one, maybe. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. So Florida, Florida's game nine. Okay, there we go. We'll know. And then we'll know for sure. Three days later against Toronto, it would be uh, game ten. All right, so we'll be back probably when they are announcing that, right? Yeah, so yeah, probably. by Yeah, by the time we do another show, yeah, it'll be between game 9 and 10. Perfect. Perfect. All right. Well, thanks for hanging out. A um, little bit of a long wait. It felt like a long wait for this one, but I think that's just because you and I rescheduled a couple of times. By you and I, I mean I. So, you have uh, good reason. Thanks for putting up with me, dude. Thanks for... Bearing with me at crypto.com Like a haunted house. Ah!